0: I want to turn your attention now to the scriptures and the book of Matthew. So if you could turn in your Bibles to the Book of Matthew, it is the very first book of the New Testament, the book of Matthew, and we will be reading the first fifteen verses of Matthew chapter twenty-eight. Matthew chapter twenty eight. Matthew chapter 28, on the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ from the dead. Matthew chapter 28. The text of scripture reads as such, verse 1, now after the Sabbath, As it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to look at the grave. And behold, a severe earthquake had occurred, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled away the stone and sat upon it. And his appearance was like lightning, and his clothing as white as snow. The guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who has been crucified. He is not here, for he has risen just as he said. Come, see the place where he was lying. Go quickly. Tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead, and behold, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. They left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to report it to his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and greeted them. They came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and take my word to my brethren to leave for Galilee, and there they will see me. Now while they were on their way, some of the guard came into the city and reported to the chief priests all that had happened. When they had assembled with the elders and consulted together, they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers and said, You are to say, his disciples came by night and stole him away while we were asleep. And if this should come to the governor's ears, we will win him over and keep you out of trouble. And they took the money and did as they had been instructed. And this story was widely spread among the Jews and is to this day. Let's bow together in a word of prayer before we begin our study. Our Father in heaven, what great encouragement we have as we read the text of your word. And we pray, God, once again, that you would open the eyes of our heart, that we might see great and mighty things from thy word. In Jesus' most precious name, amen. Today is Resurrection Sunday. It is a special day. The resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ from the dead is a fundamental cornerstone of our Christian faith. Without the resurrection, there is no hope. Without the resurrection, there is no salvation. Without the resurrection, there is no church. Without the resurrection, there is no eternal life. As the Apostle Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 15, without the resurrection, quote, then our preaching is vain. Your faith is also vain. He also says, if Christ has not been raised, your faith is worthless. You are still in your sins. The resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ is fundamental to the Christian faith. Even those who are opponents of God, even atheists understand the importance of the resurrection. The late Christopher Hitchens, a renowned strong anti-God atheist, very, very abusive, says, quote, I would say that if you don't believe that Jesus of Nazareth was the Christ and Messiah, that he rose again from the dead, and by his sacrifice our sins are forgiven, you're really not in any meaningful sense a Christian. Why does an atheist say that? He goes on to quote the Apostle Paul. If there is no resurrection from the dead, our faith is meaningless. The resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ is foundational to all that we believe. It is central to the message of the gospel. It was central to the message of the gospel at the beginning of the church. When they began to preach in the book of Acts, it was always around the theme of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, the very first sermon that was given by Peter was around the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is so important to the Christian church that they chose Sunday, the day of his resurrection, as the day by which we would gather to worship our God because it was so important. Yet when people are confronted with the truth of the resurrection, they respond in different ways. Even as we see here in this text this morning, The response of the women, we'll see in the book of Luke, the response of the disciples. And here in this text as well, we'll see the response of the soldiers and the chief priests. Some can respond with joy, with obedience, with worship. Others respond with doubt, skepticism, but they will look further into it and God may open their eyes. others are hardened in their own beliefs, in a denial of the resurrection, and choose, choose not to believe in the deception of their own minds, we see those responses in each of these characters that are here. The first is the Response of the women as they come, as we see in the text, they are the ones who come, Mary Magdalene, the other Mary came to look at the grave, verse 1, and we see in other texts that there are other women who were come with them. And the Bible tells us that as they come to the tomb on that very first day after the Sabbath, and as I mentioned on Friday, that's how they count the days, the first day after the Sabbath, the second day after the Sabbath, and so on and so forth, to look at the grave, and there was a tomb. The stone was rolled away. They heard the testimony of the angel. They saw the empty tomb, and the angel said to them, go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. The Bible tells us in verse 8, the response. And they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy, and they ran to report it to the disciples. The response was with godly fear, with joy, immediate obedience, to tell of the good news. They didn't hem and haw and debate and say to themselves, I don't know if I should tell anybody because I don't know if people will believe me. Uh, they didn't say, well, you know what, people might react in anger because they've been offended by their sensibilities. Nobody rises from the dead on their own. They didn't say to themselves, maybe, maybe we should just uh, wait a while and see. No. They went. They obeyed and they told and their hearts were filled with joy because they believed The message that they were about to give. And Jesus, it says, met them along the way in verse 9. And what did they do? They grabbed his feet and they worshipped. This was the response of the women who saw the empty tomb. They believed the message of Jesus' resurrection. Their hope was in the message of the resurrection, and their hearts were filled with joy because of the resurrection, and they immediately obeyed the angel by telling others of what they had seen and heard, what they had experienced, and their response was worship before God. That is how we as believers ought to respond as well. God tells us to be lights in the world. God tells us to be sowers of the seed. God tells us that we are to share of the good news of Jesus Christ, the forgiveness of sins, the gift of eternal life, the hope of heaven, all that God has blessed us with, a changed heart, a changed life for the glory of God, and he's called us to be witnesses for him. Will we obey like these women, or will we hem and haw and say, I don't know, If I should, could, would say anything. Later on, you're going to hear some testimonies, some wonderful testimonies of people who've decided, you know what, I want to let people know I'm a Christian. The second response was of the disciples. If you look in your Bibles in the book of Luke, Matthew, Mark, Luke, chapter 24. Luke chapter 24 tells us of the response of the disciples when the women came to share with them. How did the disciples respond? Luke chapter 24, verse 8 through 12. Luke chapter 24, verses 8 through 12. They remembered his words, it says in verse 8 of chapter 24 of the book of Luke, and returned from the tomb and reported all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. The women were faithful. They went and told the disciples. Now, there were Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary, the mother of James, and also the other women. So we know that there are more women than just Mary and Mary, the mother of James. They were telling these things to the apostles. Verse 11, but these words appeared to them as nonsense, and they would not believe them. Disbelief, disbelief from the apostles who had followed Jesus for three years, but, verse 12, Peter got up and ran to the tomb, stooping. And looking in, he saw the linen wrappings only, and he went away to his home, marveling at what happened. And we also find out from other Gospels that John went too. The initial response of the disciples was disbelief. They didn't believe at first, but they were open. They were open to what God would say, what God would show them. But initially, it was too outlandish to believe. That word of nonsense is... A reference to a, an idle talk or a foolish tale. That's how they looked at it. Are you telling me a story? What kind of story are you telling me? It's too difficult for them to believe. But they responded. Peter went to look. They went and investigated. They were not completely closed to the truth. And Peter got up. He went to the tomb. He looked in. He saw the linen wrappings. And he went investigated he marveled at what God did. And later on, the disciples came to believe when God opened the eyes of their heart that they might see what was true. There may have been an initial unbelief, but later on, God, God opened the eyes of their heart. He opened their minds to the truth. Maybe that's some of you. You've come because you're here with family you've come because your neighbors maybe you've come and because of your kids or whatever it might be it's hard for you to believe that somebody actually was raised from the dead it's a story that you've heard over and over and over again but maybe today is the day ask of god to help you understand to open the eyes of your heart that you might understand that this the evidence of the resurrection The evidence, the witnesses, the many, many people who would testify later on and the miraculous change within the hearts of people compel you to continue to look and may God help you to see and believe. But there is another response, other than that of joy and obedience and worship, other than that of initial disbelief but open to the truth, who later believe there is the third response response of the Jewish leaders. We see that in the book of Matthew, verse 11 through 15. Outright denial. Outright denial. The belief of a lie. Self-deception. Verse 11, while they were on their way, some of the guard came into the city. They reported to the chief priests all that had happened. There were guards at the tomb. They were set to Guard the tomb to make sure that no one would go and take the body. The text tells us that when the angel came down, they shook in fear, verse 4, and they became like dead men. They told the leaders, and the leaders, what did they do? They assembled, verse 12, with the elders and consulted together, and they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers. Notice what they didn't do, unlike Peter, unlike some of the others, like John. There was no investigation. There was no, there is no inquiry. They didn't send a group of Jewish leaders to see what the real storyline was. No. They made a choice. They made a choice that was indicative of their own disposition, of their own heart. Already they had decided in their own hearts that they would not allow the truth into their minds. They responded in denial and deception. They decided they would concoct a lie, and they would propagate that lie through a bribe the money that they would give to these soldiers, and they would tell these soldiers, disseminate this false report. Undoubtedly, the the soldiers came. It says they came and reported, verse 11, to the chief priests. All that had happened, the soldiers had no reason to lie. They told them everything that had happened. This angel came down the stone before the tomb was rolled away. There was an angel who just blazing light came. Jewish leaders... Decide to pay them off, to cover up and believe in a lie, indicative of a heart that has already made its decision, that is in rebellious denial. Doesn't matter what the evidence is, doesn't matter what the scriptures say, doesn't matter, some people will respond like that. Doesn't matter. I won't look into it, I won't be open to it, I won't hear what anyone has to say, I have my way. There's no openness to the truth and hardness of unbelief. These leaders responded by bribing and propagating a lie. These are the three responses that we find here in this text in the book of Luke. Different people respond to the gospel of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus in different ways, with joy and obedience and worship, With initial doubt but openness to what God might say, and some already have made up their minds that this is a lie, we will believe in a lie, how will we respond to the message that Christ gives? For this is a message of hope, a message of salvation. A message that the scriptures say that everyone here is a sinner, that no one is perfect, that we all have sinned before God and we have fallen short. How will we respond to the truth that Romans 6.23 says that the wages of our sin, the wages, the consequences of our sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. How will we respond to the truth that Romans 10, 9, and 10 says, if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved? How will we respond to understand that we are sinners who have no right whatsoever to have eternal life, heaven, we're undeserving of any of that, Dead in our sins, we are helpless and hopeless, and yet God took His Son, who endured the punishment that we should, as sinners on the cross, and died in our place that we might have life. That anyone who would believe and place their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus, who died in their place, with a willingness to turn from our sin and to God, might receive salvation and the hope and the joy and the peace the eternal life that we might be with the lord forever after we die how will we respond the power of the resurrection gives us hope gary habermas writes in decision magazine about his wife in 1995 He says, in 1995, my wife, Debbie, had the flu. When it didn't go away as quickly as it should have, we went to the hospital for tests. The first sentence I remember that the doctor had uttered to Debbie was, you've got some serious problems here. He writes, my heart sank into my stomach and both turned instantly to water. I had to sit down. Little did I know that my belief in Jesus' resurrection was about to be severely tested by the sting of pain and grief. Debbie was diagnosed with stomach cancer. Four months later, at the age of 43, she passed away just after we celebrated our 23rd wedding anniversary. I had lost my best friend. During Debbie's suffering, I regularly took refuge in the truth of Jesus' resurrection. It had been my major research area for 25 years, and I appreciated a student who asked, quote, what would you do now if Jesus hadn't been raised from the dead? I knew that the resurrection had a historical, the- theoretical side, but I wasn't fully aware of its practical power. Jesus' bodily resurrection occupies the very center of the Christian faith. And he died on the cross to pay for our sins. Jesus was raised from the dead. He appeared to many people in his physical body that was now immortal. How did all of this help me while Debbie was dying? I imagined what God might say to me in response to my questions about Debbie. He would ask me, perhaps, Gary, Did I raise my son from the dead? Of course you did, Lord, I would respond. But why is Debbie dying? Gary, did I raise my son from the dead? The question would come again. Yes, Lord, but Gary, did I raise my son from the dead? I imagined God repeating the same question until I got his point. There was an answer to Debbie's suffering even if I didn't know. If Jesus had been raised, then I can trust that Debbie will be raised someday too. It was sufficient to know that because of Jesus' resurrection and because Debbie and I belong to Jesus, that someday we would be together again for all of eternity. That is the hope we have in the resurrection of our Lord Jesus. Let's pray. Our God in heaven, we give you thanks for the hope we have because of our Lord Jesus Christ. We give you thanks, O God, because this life is not the end. We are simply pilgrims who are passing through. And in truth, O God, everyone here will live for eternity. But Lord, not everyone Here will live in eternal bliss, eternal joy, eternal with you. Some, Lord, and we desire that they not might suffer eternal consequences, torment. We pray, God, for their salvation, asking God that you would open the eyes of their heart, that they might, even though perhaps skeptical, that you would help them, Lord, to draw them to yourself, that they might know the hope of heaven, the joy of salvation. In Jesus' most precious name, amen.